Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Unexpected Value Podcast. I'm your host, Elijah Spann. Before we get started today, I just wanted to plug in GTD Sports. Check us out at gtdsports.com. You can find my podcast and three of our other network podcasts. We have Betting on the Rocks, we have Blanket Coverage, and then we have the Going the Distance podcast, our flagship program with me and Ryan Bennell. And then we're also going to add a hockey podcast very, very soon. I'm not a big hockey guy, but if you are, go ahead and check us out in the coming weeks, I believe. It'll it'll be starting. So, also, um, check out our YouTube, our Twitter, our Instagram, our TikTok at gtdsports.com. Um, the other stuff is gtd underscore sports. Um, I think, I don't think I'm forgetting anything. That's, that's all. We have so much. Oh, our Twitch, GTD underscore sports. We live stream our episodes on Twitch, but if you use YouTube, you can just watch it there. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, that's all of our shit. So, um, today's Tuesday, September. Oh wait, no, I'm just kidding. September 21st. If anybody else got that other guy's reference. Thank you. Um, didn't record on Monday, wasn't feeling it. Um, also, just kind of wanted to see if there would be anything to talk about with that uh, Packers-Lions game, which there wasn't much, but I will talk about it. Um, yeah, how was everybody's weekend? Did everybody's parlays hit? Everybody's player props? Anybody strike big on a FanDuel thing? Do people still do the daily fantasy shit? I don't know. I tried it out for like two weeks, and then I found a bookie, and I was like, this is way better. Um, but fantasy football has been my main focus for football season this year because I haven't been betting as much because, well, I haven't been betting at all, really, um, because I just, I need to save money and I'm very bad at it. So yeah, I know as much research as I do and as much as I plug, I stay plugged in with the NFL, like I, I lose most of my bets and it's really annoying. Like, I, I made money for, like, my first two weeks betting. I made, like, a lot. And then I was like, fuck yeah, like, I'll never lose. And, like, that was that was naive of me, <laughs> to say the least. But, yeah, hope your hope your football weekend went well. Mine went okay. We won. I won my league with my friends. Fucking sclounced my buddy. Scored like 163 to 86. Just Cooper Cup and having Tyler Lockett was 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 cash money. I also have DeAndre Hopkins. That league did not they, – they don't know what they're doing. And so I just picked literally whoever I wanted to every single round. Like, it was – it's pretty ridiculous. Like, they started nabbing quarterbacks in like the third round. And I was like, boy, it's like there's a lot of way better options than going, you know – Dak Prescott in the third. As much as I love Dak, I'm not going to draft him in the third. I drafted him in the sixth all day. Uh, I think I drafted Stafford in the seventh. But anyway, yeah, that team went off, and then I lost. We lost in the GTD League because I had the great idea. I told Ryan, I was like, yo, we should fucking start Arizona Cardinals defense, pick them up, and drop Colts D. Uh, Colts D scored 12 points. Cards D scored nine or three and then we lost by like 
four points or something like that. I don't know. We would have won if we started the Colts D. And I was just like, dude, motherfucker. That's fantasy football for you, though. It it happens. It's that it's it makes me kind of be like, dude, maybe we should just not fuck with defenses. Just just not have those in fantasy football. Because it's kind of stupid. It's like you can't really analyze it because even when you have good matchups, like there's a chance that. You know, even if a defense, like, quote-unquote, shuts down a team, they still can only score, like, six points. And it's like, okay, nice. So you have to, like, rely on them to get, like, a fluke touchdown. Like, the Colts scored a fluke off of a fluke um, botched snap that hit one of the guys on the punt team on the Rams, and they just picked it up in the end zone. Like, it was, it was a total, like, they the Colts just lucked out, and then – because of that in fantasy like they scored more points kind of dumb defenses are dumb i'm thinking about i'm the commissioner in both of those leagues i think next year i'm just gonna be like hey boys like let's not do this anymore but let's talk about some real football let's start with my dallas cowboys um i just want to start off before we get any further uh we're winning the nfc east straight up i'll get into that later but i just want to get that out in the air um yeah that was probably the most boring close game i've ever seen in my life like there was only 37 total points and there was like i think one punt or zero punts which is just insane because it was just like six minute drive after eight minute drive after seven you know eight you know just just super long drives that no defense defenses were like bending the whole bending but not breaking just constantly except they would just break at the end um it was ridiculous and then there was a decent amount of turnovers i can't believe that the cowboys are actually generating turnovers this is the first time in my life that i've seen him do something like this um I, i feel like my entire life we've just been a team who doesn't get that like turnovers were just a luxury that we couldn't afford and now we're generating them and i hope it keeps up all season because like it's 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 really cool to see that like it's really neat like i forgot sometimes i forget that teams are allowed to do that and when we get to do it it's really awesome as for the chargers i think they played you know pretty well herbert had some pretty costly turnovers in the red zone he had that one that was just like dude you can't do that and it's pretty uncharacteristic of him he doesn't normally turn the ball over like that but he did that day um they got Eckler more involved in the passing game which proved to work out pretty well for them um they need that guy doing screen passes out in the flat and all that and he's a good runner so they got him more involved which was good honestly if i would say anything they should have got Keenan Allen involved more, but Keenan Allen is more like a third and short guy, and they didn't really have that much problem on third and short or third downs for that matter. So I guess that's like a, a blind criticism, but they didn't win, so I get to say that. Uh, Mike Williams had a hell of a game, but who knows when he's going to get tweak his groin or something next, so. I don't know how much stock you can put into that because he's just one of those guys that just seem like they can 
never stay healthy. It was kind of sad to to root against the Chargers, honestly. Like I I really enjoy that franchise. Um, for one, their unis are just sick. Um, watching Herbert last year was a lot of fun. Um, and because you know, it's hard to not feel bad for him just because so many things. I mean, I don't even you know. There's a list. We don't have enough time today to go into that. I could do a three hour podcast if I went out and researched all the bullshit that's happened to those guys. Man, but like they're they're lovable losers and they're finally, you know, good. And uh, or hopefully they're good. I think they got it right with Brandon Staley. I think he's going to be a pretty good head coach. Um, he's my uh, coach of the year candidate. So, um, it was it was tough to root against them, but I pulled through it, and it was really nice to uh, see my Cowboys get a win. Uh, another thing too that I'm noticing, like the Chargers were white. What's up with all of these NFL home teams wearing white? Like they wore, I, and I'm seeing more and more do white with white pants. Like the Bucks did it, um, the Lions did it yesterday, the Chargers did it, but the Chargers have done that. Like some teams, that's like their look, but a lot more that don't really have white pants are just wearing all white. Is that like a? Are they? Supposed to do that for like the color rush deal, because the Falcons did it last week. And I was like, and I'm not sure how it looks. Sometimes it looks good on most guys, but then you see the quarterback kind of walk out there or the kicker, and you're just like, you look fucking goofy, man. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know why. I need to. I need to figure that out. Somebody needs to tell me why this is happening because I, I tried looking it up too and. All I got was like some dumb rule. So please ESPN come out with a meaningless article so I can read it. But anyway, so I want to address my Cowboys winning NFC East topic. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Dak Prescott's the best quarterback in that division. Hands down. The Eagles came back down to earth against the 49ers. Duh. I I don't know how many times I had to say it. Eagles fans or people buying the Jalen Hurts hype. Y'all beat the Falcons. The Falcons are bad. It didn't mean anything. And then, you know, the football team. I mean, Heineke put on a hell of a show on Thursday Night Football, which might have been the best Thursday Night Football game I've ever witnessed because those usually suck. Um, He 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 played great. Uh, They got a win, but... uh, you know, that's their their schedule is dog ass hard. Like people I, I still don't get the, the football team hype. Like this was a team that went seven and nine last year. And then just because that they almost won against the Buccaneers, that that all of a sudden that they're a a playoff contender again this year, just automatically. Like, oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick was the missing piece that they that they needed. Like no, he he wasn't. Ryan Fitzpatrick is never going to be the missing piece. As much as I love Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's not the missing piece. Um, the, the football team, like, yeah, good defense. Um, Scary Terry is awesome. But I'm just – I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I, I think they're really going to be exposed in this next seven-week stretch. They're playing the Bills, then the Falcons, which it's like their one-off game in this seven-week stretch. Uh, the Saints, the Chiefs, the Packers, the Broncos, and then the Buccaneers. And then after that, I guess you could take it even farther. 
Then they play the Panthers, who might be good now. We'll see. The Seahawks, the Raiders, who also might be good. And then they start playing a bunch of divisional games. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think so, man. Those are they could lose like well over half those games. That's what happens when you when you go seven and nine, and then you play a first place schedule in the next year in the NFL. And then there's the Giants who are just a hot mess. Um, I don't think that Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge are probably going to be there next year. I was kind of in on the Joe Judge hype for a little bit because they like showed some flash last year, I guess. Um, but after that whole, I'm making my team doing up downs for like an out up downs and sprints, making millionaires do that um, after a team fight and like berating them. Um, no, I'm not on Joe Judge anymore. Uh, in the NFL, you can't make grown ass men who are millionaires and make way more money than you do, do shit like that. Like, that's just ridiculous. Like they're not in middle school. That's not how you punish a football team. These are grown ass men. So no, that, that team's not going anywhere. They're going to have another top 10 pick easily. All right, let's see. What other games do I want to talk about? I'm not going to talk about every single game this week. I just don't think it's necessary um, with some of those other games that just don't really mean as much. Uh, Rams, I'm going to talk about the Rams for a second. The Cooper Cup-Stafford connection is faux real. Um, He is a legit wide receiver number one now. Um, I I think I saw something somebody was writing. He was like, yeah, don't, don't let this fool you. Robert Woods is still a number one option. And it's like, mm, I don't think so. I think that Cooper Cup is definitely the number one option with Stafford. I mean, they ate breakfast together, for crying out loud. So, no. He, he's definitely uh, uh, still a threat. But, um, no, Cooper Cup's wide receiver number one. My, uh, my uh, Cup-Stafford take that they're going to be one of the best new quarterback wide receiver duos in the NFL is looking very, very good right now that I made on last week's GTD podcast. I also told a guy that he should bet um, the player prop over on Cooper Cup's receiving yards, and then I got really nervous because I was like, oh, fuck. Usually I'm really wrong about betting, um, but then he went off, and I was like, oh, thank God. Because it was at like 67 and a half or something. He crushed that number with like 150-something, so... Um, that felt good. Felt good to uh, make somebody else money, even though I'm not doing it myself. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, the Raiders uh, are the Raiders good? I don't know. They they I was going to about to be on the Raiders hype train, and then I saw that they started two and zero last year, and I was like, wait, maybe not. But so far, they've beaten two good teams. Um, they beat the Ravens and the Steelers now. So that's that's not nothing. Uh, I I still wouldn't pick them to win the division, but they're definitely going to be competing for some wild card spots, which it's going to be a very very tight um, wild card race, which I want to get into in a minute after I debrief some of the games I want to talk about. 
All right, let's end the games I want to talk about with uh, Monday Night Football. Um, Jared Goff is a magician because I think for about four quarters, um, the second half of the San Francisco game and the first half of this Packers game, he had me thinking that he might actually be good. And then the second half happened, and I was like, oh, wait, we know who Jared Goff is. This is why the Rams traded him and like 800 picks just to get Matthew Stafford. So, uh, no, he's not good, and neither are the Lions. Um, but, yeah, that was that was weird. I almost thought that, you know, I almost bought into the conspiracy theory for a second that Aaron Rodgers was throwing the season because, I mean, he looked, you know, he didn't look that great in the first half, only threw for 75 yards, and then came alive in the second. There was, there was a moment, too, in the second half. I wrote it down in my notes um, where he took a sack. I think it was his second sack. Uh, Michael Brockers, he went to run and he literally ran right into Michael Brockers. And I wrote down as Aaron Rodgers throwing the season. And then the very next play, he threw a rainbow dime drop, like huge chunk play right into the hands of Devontae Adams. And I was like, nope, uh, probably not. And then he came on fire and completely torched the Lions like he should have. So yeah, week one, very looking all the more mysterious after week two, because then you have a team that got blown out that are blew out the Packers and the Saints and they got shut out by, or they didn't get shut out, but nearly shut out by the Panthers. And then Packers look back to business as usual, but that was also against the Lions. So I guess jury's still out on them. And also I'd just like to say that, uh, Matt LaFleur should definitely wear a hat on the sidelines. Um, I think this is the first game that I've seen him. Maybe he got like a new haircut. He's got like that early season haircut, um, trimmed his beard a little lower because I might have seen him without a hat before. He usually wears a hat. Um, anyway, not, last night he looked like a guy who would sell fake Molly to minors on the Jersey Shore or something. He did not look like an NFL head coach or maybe just like some fucking jabroni in like a LA gym that could, uh, that definitely knows a guy to get steroids from. Not that he does it himself. Oh no, no, no. He's clean though. Yeah. No, he should wear a hat. But I want to talk about this, uh, this wild card race that's shaping up right now. I think it's going to be really, really tight. I think there's going to be a lot of teams in the running for both conferences. There's, there's, it's going to be pretty tight. Like the NFC West is at least going to take up two out of those three wild card spots we're looking at. And if we're being honest, they have the best chance to take all three. Maybe Carolina could take one of those. I'm looking at it because I don't think there's going to be any wild card spots coming out of the East, but everyone else knew that too. Um, none out of the North. Sorry, Vikings. Sorry, Chicago. Detroit, you knew. Um, and then maybe Carolina out of the South, maybe New Orleans out of the South, but it's going to be really hard to compete with those three NFC West teams that, that doesn't win the division. Like that's going to be, Ugh, it's going to be a tough one. There's going to be a lot of must-watch football in the NFC West. And then in the 
in the AFC, man, like, so, like, you probably already have your division winners um, in Buffalo, Cleveland, or Baltimore. I would expect one of those to nab up. Um, the loser, the second place of that division will probably nab up a wild card spot. Um, the West is shaping up to, like, nab two. So that's insane. The South, AFC South, is not going to claim a wild card spot. I would be, I would be surprised. Um, Houston, <laughs> Houston's winning division right now, one and one, or they're just at the top. I guess they have the most, they have the best point differential, but because they blew out Jacksonville, I am less optimistic on the Colts even making the playoffs now, and I think that their best road to that would be to win the AFC South, but man, the Titans look like they may be back after that that really bad first week. Um, they fucking came back and beat the Seahawks in overtime, so like maybe, maybe they're returning to who they were, and if they do, then they're definitely winning that division. And then like you look at the West, similar to the NFC West, I mean, Las Vegas looks like it could be a playoff team right now. Kansas City is going to come out on top. Um, and then the Chargers, too. So, like, really it could look like the Raiders, Chargers, and either Cleveland or Baltimore, whoever doesn't win that division to come out on top. But then you also have Pittsburgh and New England as well. So it's really tough. Unless, unless New England makes a push to win the division, which – wouldn't be crazy. But yeah, no, it's going to be it's going to be a really tight playoff race this year and I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. But yeah, so that's um that's my NFL talk for this week. Um I don't have much college football to talk about. I was pretty much out of commission all day on Saturday. I was super hungover. That's why I still sound like this. I'm pretty sure cuz I drink nothing but beer. And I got fucking sick after that. And I'm pretty sure I got like a sinus infection or something because of it. Getting old, I guess. I don't know. It's fucking stupid though. That's why I sound like this. Also, if you've heard like any rough cuts during this episode, it's because I've also been having to pause while recording a lot. Because I'm coughing like directly into my microphone and it sounds violent. I played it back. Maybe I should just stick one in at the end of the episode. Be like, you guys, you should you should listen to this shit. Um, probably not though. But okay. Um, I'm sick and tired of uh all these athletes coming out with NFTs. Like, can we stop that now? I just saw a thing that Tiger Woods is coming out with his own NFT line, and um, I forget that Tiger's alive. After the car crash, I forget. Like, a part of me thinks that he like died. And every time he gets brought up, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, mostly because he's been super private. And, two, like, everyone was paying those tributes to him. Like, everyone wore red and black on Sunday when the crash happened. Like, he did die. Um, which, I don't know why I'm laughing at it. It was a cool thing. You know, but, yeah, I just, I feel like he's dead a lot of the time. <laughs> which sounds pretty morbid. But, no, he's coming out with an NFT collection. And I think that all these, all these guys should just stop. Um, Tom Brady did it or he's been doing it, I guess now for a month or two. And now the NFL came out and said that NFL players are not allowed to rep cryptocurrency or NFTs. 
So I don't know if that means that they can't put themselves and start their own NFT lines or they just can't be partners with NFT companies. I'm not really sure, but the whole NFT craze has gone way down. And when I see these athletes still trying to make it happen, I think it's pretty stupid because like I'm I'm so over it. Like Top Shot was a cool thing like six months ago, the NBA stuff. And it's just, it's just super dumb now. And I knew it at the time too. That's why I didn't get into it. Um, but some people made money, which is cool. If you can make money off of nothing like that, then good for you. You're smarter than I am. But uh, yeah, the NFT craze, <laughs> I just wanted to go away like fully like they keep on trying to make it a thing because it's really easy money and so all these con artists are just i don't know tiger woods has enough money you know what i mean like he doesn't need to start his own nft collection he's the most well-paid golfer he's been the most well-paid golfer year in and year out for the past 30 years i don't know like a long ass time like that dude is a billionaire right or close to and he wants to start his own nft collection Fuck you. I'm not buying your shit. Well, you know, actually, I might buy one of, like, maybe there's a collection of different chicks that he cheated on his wife with. Like, that'd be pretty cool. It's like, ooh, I got the Playboy model. This one's going to be good in, like, five years. Or, like, a picture of uh, the broken golf club that his ex-wife beat the shit out of his Escalade with. Or even the Escalade that got fucked up during that car crash when his ex-wife was chasing him down the street. That would be cool. I would buy an NFT of that. But his other shit? No. Why why would I? But, alright. Let's let's end the episode on a little Reddit reading. I'm going to switch up the subreddits real quick. And I'm going to do Today I Fucked Up. Or r slash Tifu or T-I-F-U. Instead of Am I the Asshole just to keep things fresh so today i fucked up by telling my new wife i didn't care if she cheated on me um i told my wife i didn't mind if she cheated on me she was understandably shocked and confused she asked me multiple times about this to try and understand what i meant i took it as her being interested in opening up our relationship i had no interest in other women that's a lie uh but i wanted her to be happy and have fun so i sent her a list of boundaries no babies, SED, either of us could close and go back to monogamy at any time. That, yeah, because that always works. Um, I further fucked up by saying she didn't have to tell me what she did. She told me a guy at work had given her his number and she asked if it was okay to talk to him and I said yes. Over the past few months, she got closer and closer to him. I was struggling at work and wasn't able to provide her the attention she needed. She came up to me multiple times asking if I was okay with this. I now know she was trying to see if I cared about her. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good insight because that was definitely what she was doing. Eventually, they did it. Oh, shit. And she came to me and said she felt so guilty. I was upset but willing, unwilling to admit to her. And I told her not to worry. And it wasn't my fault if she felt guilty for it. Um we had been slowly growing apart and I was, this is getting slowly and slowly more sad and less interesting. And I was pushing her away and self-sabotaging our relationship. Um, I realized I was letting the most wonderful person in my life. So wait, holy shit, this is sad. 
Um, I cooked her favorite meal, kept the house clean, did errands for her. She worked a lot more than I do. I know expectations for men in relationships are low, and I thought I was a good man because I never forgot her birthday or anniversary or holiday. I mean, if you go by um, what, like, is portrayed in in media, and I'm not talking about, um, like, the news. I'm talking about just tv shows and movies and stuff like yeah that pretty much is the bar like that's like the common trope is that if i just do this i'm a good man because haha men's stupid or like whatever like that's the homer simpson route homer simpson's a fuck up but you know he loves marge so it's all okay like that that's not how real life works but sometimes people think it does because that's what they see on tv every day i would try to be home and ready with food whenever she got back from work but I didn't sit her down and talk about my feelings. She told me she wanted to meet with a college friend of hers out of state. I knew her friend was a nice person and would be good for her to have a girls weekend away from all this mess. She told her mom this too, and she asked to visit. So I assumed she really needed that. One week before a trip, she went to lunch with him and I was so jealous and hurt. I told her I didn't care if she came home that night. That moment proved to be the final nail in the coffin. Oh, this is a story about divorce. They got divorced. 100%. The next day, I finally talked to her about my feelings. I begged her to close the relationship. She told me that for a long time. She felt no emotional connection to me. I, I'm going to stop this. Okay, so I paused the recording for a second, and um, I just read to just give like a TLDR. Basically, um, he like went all out and like begged her to stay, but she fell in love with the other guy, and now they're going to go to counseling and try to fix it because they made a commitment or whatever. That was really sad. I didn't expect that. Sometimes I try to go into them. I try to go into these things um, pretty fresh just because it gives more genuine reaction. And usually I can tell how good they are um, just by reading the title. But uh, this one turned very, very depressing. So I'm going to go ahead and just read another one because that was that was just that was just not fun. And I, now I'm now I'm a little sad. So we're going to go back to r slash am I the asshole. All right, cool. I found a short and funny one right off the bat. So am I the asshole for applauding my neighbor's nighttime activities? A few nights ago, my wife and I were woken up by the neighbors in the apartment above ours very explicitly and loudly trying to expand their family. They must have been going at it for an hour and it was fairly frustrating as I had worked the next day. After they were done... I played an applause track through my Bluetooth speaker and held up to the ceiling to try to make them aware of the relative thinness of the floor. That's hilarious. I found out today that they've reported me to management for harassment. So Reddit, am I the asshole? <laughs> I'm glad I chose to do a, a second short over with this after that depressing shit. So, but yeah, um, this guy's neighbors did not go to college because that's pretty much all college is anytime you do anything like that. Uh, it's 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 what people it's a natural reaction to when you or when other people have sex you're like ah ha 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 you know it's funny I don't know it's it's human nature okay so you're not the asshole also this top comment is hilarious um, this guy said I think I would have done the same thing except I would have done the best Mortal Kombat finish him impression off the top of my lungs. That's fucking hilarious. So yeah, a bunch of people are just agreeing that um, you're not the asshole. I think he was just wondering if he was. I don't think he is either. 
he was just like hey i did this funny thing but these people are really offended did i fuck up kind of like ooh, i made an edgy joke at the office today did i not do okay i think that's where this guy's coming from but no this guy's hilarious um i wonder what his wife thought of it because that would be interesting if she was that would bring more to the story but nah it's pretty straightforward he's like hey um, thank God you don't live on the same floor as them, so you probably won't see them that much either. I guess well, I don't know the layout of your building, so maybe you do. But uh, nah, that's that's fucking funny. Those people need to take a joke. Like I said, they obviously didn't experience a good enough social life or have friends growing up that also had sex. Maybe they're maybe they're like Mormon, super Mormon or something, and they they waited till marriage, so they didn't you know, get fucked with when everyone is in high school doing shit like that. So I don't know. All right. That's the, uh, that's the episode. Thank you for listening. Tune back next week and we'll have another edition of the unexpected value podcast. All right. Thanks everybody.